0: For your chance to win the all new MG3, simply register your details at nbl.com.au forward slash MG car. Like our star players driving to the basket, you can look the part in the all new MG3. Competition closes February 14th. Jump onto nbl.com.au forward slash MG car. And we start with the reigning best and fairest at Essendon, who was one of the success stories of 2018. He crossed over from the GWS Giants, and in his first year as a bomber, he played every game. He forged a fine reputation for not only a threat up front, but he was the pressure player in the competition. It's the Bombers' day off ahead of JLT, which begins for them on Thursday night. There's a bit of golf in his future, but he stopped by the studio. Devon Smith, welcome to SEN. Thanks, thanks for having me. It's a chance to reflect on, on what was and and what is to come. A uh, best and fairest. You said on the night, you've won a best and fairest before.
1: No, never won a club best and fairest. I'd won a couple of league ones as a kid, but n- no club best and fairest, yeah. Why was that? Well, Dad was my coach for most of my junior career, and he never, ever gave me one vote. <laughs> <laughs> you had a word to him about it? Yeah, I did on the night, but I probably shouldn't have. But that's um, nah, still a joke that him and I have together. What was what was he like for you? for you? What did
0: what did he teach you about footy?
1: Um, he's been a great um, teacher for myself and my brothers, and, and pretty much the whole the Alara. Everyone knows Dad is uh, Coach Smith. So um, uh, it's a different thing um, for Dad. Uh, even now that I'm drafted, he doesn't really coach me. He just checks in on how I'm going, and he's not a real uh, one of those dads that wants to tell me how to play footy. He just lets me do what I do. So was footy a, a constant for you from as, for as long as you can remember? Yeah, pretty much every sport. Um, as a kid growing up, there's not a great deal to do out in Laris, either riding bikes and chasing lizards and doing all the strange sort of things, but they, um, they keep you fit. How significant
0: was it for you? It's a big move. You come and in the first year, uh, you win the best and fairest, the, the ultimate accolade from, from your peers and from your
1: coaches. Did, how did that sit with you? Yeah, it was, it was quite a, it's a scary transition how it all happens very quickly, even from getting drafted as an 18-year-old, um, just a kid from La growing up, and then bang, you're in Sydney, which is a big city, a very busy city, and uh, a lot of traffic and these sort of things, um, and then you fast forward six years, and um, it was probably time that for me to come home and have a fresh start, and Essendon seemed a great fit, and um, obviously it's such a big football club. and. Um, so many great traditions and playing big games and all that stuff that I really wanted to to be a part of and um, yeah it all went very smoothly um, got a great physio and doctor team there and um, got my body back to where it needed to be and um, it was quite scary how um, it all transitioned so well for the year um, if you had said that at the end of the year that you weren't going to play in a prelim and then go to Essendon and win a and f I probably would have laughed at you you made the observation that you felt a bit lost um, the 12 months prior. How did that How did that come to be after, what was it, six years at the Giants? Well, it all changed for me. Um, personally, I, I, I had um, probably a, a lot of mates leave the football club um, and we were all chasing the sort of same thing and a lot of staff left as well. Um, and then... I was in, in and out of rehab in my last year then, and rehab's a pretty lonely place on an AFL list. You, you don't really feel involved, and um, obviously I was in limbo with my contract, and um, yeah, I, I didn't really enjoy my, my footy my last year there, just um, not playing, and then seeing the boys have success was, uh, was hard to watch. And that obviously fed into uh, the pull of home. Yeah, definitely. I I always knew at some stage I wanted to come home, whether that was after two, four, six, eight, ten years, but um, it just seemed such a good fit at the time to to get a a longer term deal to come home and it was just a no brainer.
0: Were you the footballer that you wanted to be by the time you you finished your time in in, in Sydney?
1: Oh, I've I've definitely got no regrets, and I'm very thankful for for the whole experience. I think you grow up as a as a person and as a player there. Um, you probably get gifted games early because of where we're at as a football club, and um, we got taught the right ways from Chaka Williams and these sort of guys. So I think I, I learned a lot from that, and um, I definitely. Wouldn't be the player I am now if it wasn't for them times there. So who is the player that that you wanted to be? Did you have a, a
0: vision in your mind with the fresh start, right, this is how I'm seen, this is what I want to
1: be? Oh, it's it's funny. Like, as a kid, you just want to get drafted. Yep. And then you just want to play a game of AFL football. And then all of a sudden you played 50 games of football and then you start thinking, okay, how, how good a player can I be and and whatnot. Um, and I probably had my best year in turn 14, which was um, three years in. And then I probably hadn't had not had a really good, consistent year until again last year. And AFL's so hard and demanding these days that if you do have a niggle or little things, they do show up. Um, but I can't really complain. I haven't missed a great deal of senior football since playing. But um, I think now I'm 25 and hopefully hit, hitting my prime and played 130-odd games of football and, and start to feel really comfortable at the level. Did you have a hunch that you were a bit underestimated? No, not really. I just think that I, I did get pigeonholed a bit as a half forward, as a pressure forward and small forward um, and you can't really, I can't really complain when they've got the likes of Josh Kelly and, and we just got Dilshiel and these sort of guys who were obviously um, A-plus grade um, midfielders at an AFL level. So what was the vision that was laid out for you when you came to Essendon? Um, Just a a great medical team and and just um, a club with a a vision um, and a really supportive and fun environment Um, and as I said before the traditions but more importantly I I sat down with Hayden Skipworth and James Kelly and these guys and they could see a role for me in the midfield and playing forward which is what I ultimately wanted to do. And to their credit, everything that they've said, I was able to do.
0: So, it felt like it was a very fulfilling year for you. You played every game. You clearly hit the the levels that you wanted to. Is did you take a, a bit of time to reflect on on what you'd been able to do?
1: I didn't really, and, and you never really do because it just the roller coaster keeps going. Um, but I didn't really understand how much a best and fairest means to a lot of people, and the amount of text messages and um, little things that along the way and the people you meet the old Acidonians and how much it means to them was pretty special to me and it'll be something I'll really reflect on later in my career um, but yeah I, I looked at my trying medal the other day and I thought gee I better put it in a frame or something before I lose it because it's going to mean a lot to to Myself later in my career. So does it, do you feel like it, it really links you to, to Essendon and, it, and its history? Yeah, definitely. Um, we even wanted Dad's mates, who's been an Essendon man his whole life. He was just crying and saying all these people that have won the, um, crime medal before that people I'd never even heard of, and he just could keep naming them and yep. like year after year. So um, it's pretty special that my name will be on that board now. So what does it do to your, um to uh, lifting your
0: horizons and possibilities, to have that year banked and then to try to build on that?
1: I I ultimately just want to play in a successful team. And um, it might sound cliche, but to play finals and and be there in the last day in September. I watched my good mate Tay Adams last year play and I was... um, I was very disappointed that they didn't get the win because I feel like the opportunities don't come often um, and I was hoping for him and Hosko and a few of the other boys that they, they'd win it last year but um, at the same time you sit there and you're a bit jealous that you're not playing um, and, and that's the way I feel It's just we've got a young and exciting group and, and we've probably got the next four years together the same group of players so hopefully we can we can start on the horizon. Did you get away uh, to get a break from footy? Yeah, it was hard because our VFL boys kept winning. Yeah, yeah, Every every week they said, oh, they're playing the top team or whatever, and they just kept winning. So we had to stay around for a bit longer, which I didn't mind. Um, and then I got away to New Zealand with a few of the boys and played a bit of golf, and other than that, I was just around. What's golf for you? Yeah, golf's, golf's an outlet. Um, it's it's pretty good. It gets pretty competitive with the boys at the club. I think it's up to about 16 boys at play, so, yeah, it's good. How do you hit them? Not too bad, not too bad. Give that a test maybe later today. Yeah, I reckon. I think the wind
0: stays down, though. Devin Smith is with me on and the reigning best and fairest at Essendon. Uh, the markers of your game, so uh, you became the number one pressure
1: player in the game, the leading tackler. Did that become a source of pride to you? It was, it was a strange one. This, this is a pretty funny story for you. So Tim Watson wrote an article about me that I couldn't defend and, and do all these things. And then two years later, he was the one that handed me the Crichton medal and I just remember standing there going, oh, no. <laughs> I wonder if he remembers what he wrote about me because it, it, it did stick out to me um, that... I could always defend as a junior and and whatnot, but it was just something that was in the forefront of my mind for the next probably two years that, if that's my perception in Melbourne, that I'm just a little small forward that can't really defend and just runs one way, that I'd like to change that. So, it was, but at the same time, I didn't really go into the year saying, I want to have eight tackles a game yep. or, or this or that, even though James Kelly said that he's still number two all-time tackling record in AFL. <laughs> he reminds me of that all the time, so... Um, it was quite funny how it panned out, um, but it, it just came naturally. It's not like I did an over amount of work on it. Do you reckon Tim's criticism at the time was fair? Um, yes and no, but I think we copped a lot of um, flack up at the Giants that um, we were a, yeah, a, a cocky team that, that talked too much it was... I think we're a lot of high draft picks, but um, it's we're all competitive people and sort of sink or swim at the, at the AFL level, and as I said, we probably got games and we probably shouldn't have, but in the end it uh, made us better players. so once you
0: once you pick up the vibe of tackling, does it become infectious? Like did you find the more
1: you did it, the more you wanted to do it, the more you were able to do it? I found that it galvanised our group, and um, to have Razio Fantasia and McDonald and Woody these guys do it, they sort of inspired me. And then they were saying the same about what I was doing it was inspiring them. So I sort of become our our one wood in the second half of the year was our, our tackle and our pressure on the footy. Do you expect that it'll serve you well again this year? Have you? Is
0: it in your mind coming into a fresh season? Definitely,
1: definitely it's in the forefront of our mind. I think Richmond last year with. Probably the best team at it, and unfortunately they they didn't get to the grand final, which is strange. So I thought the year was almost flawless. How do you balance up the? Uh, defensive
0: intensity with the capacity to hit the scoreboard, which is clearly something that you've always had a, a
1: gift at. Yeah, it's it's something the coaches have keep telling me at the moment is not not to do too much work um, and get others who are in front of me to to keep running and chasing rather than run past three people to chase, and yep. so that I can have an impact on the scoreboard. And um, I think we'll play a bit more of a different system this year that'll that'll allow me to do that. How do you think your role will change from? From last year to this year, not a great deal. Um, as I said, it's nice having um, Shield come on board. and yeah. he'll take a lot of the midfield time up. And Andy McGrath and these guys are really coming on um, to their second, third, fourth year. Darcy Parrish is really it's, um, the penny drop for him, and he's working hard. And I think he'll have a great year. Cole Langford, who's a big prospect, he could—I think—he could be anything. The boys are joking at the moment, call him Fifey. And he's walking <laughs> around the club with his chest out. So. Um, I think we'll probably have 8 to 12 players go through the midfield, so there will be times I'll be stuck on a wing or up front, so I'm more than happy to do that. Have you had conversations with Dylan about what it's like to come in and and the first
0: year at Essendon, you've lived the experience he's about to go through?
1: Yeah, I think I've I've helped Dylan along the way, and um, he sent me a message the other day saying um, thanks for all my help and everything that I said through the process of how the football club works and whatnot. It's been true, so... Um, you know what it's like if someone's trying to sell you a car that you, you don't really know that if there's something wrong with the car. So um, it was nice to hear that and um, I, I think the footy world will see actually how good Dylan Shield is. Cause how good can he be? I think he was on par with the best junior I saw so I still don't think he's hit his peak even though he's all, all Australian already but um, he's a serious talent. Is it good to be back with him? Yeah, it is. It's good. Don't have to chase him around and it's just nice knowing that I know where he runs. He knows where I run, and um, yeah, playing ten years of junior and senior footy together is, is a treat. Expectations are always spoken about at this time
0: of year, but what are your own? What, what are having lived through last season and the, the disappointment in the early weeks, and I'm sure you would have felt that at the end of, of an opportunity lost. What, what's your
1: own sense of what you should be shooting for? It's strange. Last year we beat Adelaide round one, who were in the grand final the year before you would have thought we won the grand final, which was strange. And then we went to men on loss. But um, I think what we end up, our last 14 games, we went 10-4. Um, obviously, finals is, is where you want to be. Um, but we're, we're definitely getting our, our processes right. And if we can get that right, I think we should be right up the, the pointy end. Is there a difference um, coming into this season than there was coming into last season? I, I do think there is. There's a lot more expectation, um, and you've got to embrace that. And I think Essendon as a football club gets polarised, whether it's negative or positive, Yep. a little bit over the top. But, um, yeah, like Till said, like there's always a 1,000 people here at training. <laughs> yeah, and then every Friday when you go to your car, you have to sign this and that. He's just, just blown away by the, the interest in football in Melbourne, um, and that's something I think he'll thrive on. But getting back to your question, yeah, I, I think finals is, is where we want to be.
0: Do you feel like you're living the full football experience here? Obviously it's an, an outlier in in Sydney. Um, I presume there's a level of an, an anonymity that you don't uh, that you don't enjoy here.
1: Oh, it's, it's not too bad, to be honest, because I, I, what I was very surprised was that the public is so positive. Like, even if you're out on a weekend and stuff, you'd think that especially the way I play, that people see me as a little mongrel that there'd be a lot, a lot more abuse. But I, I was blown away by the amount of support of people coming out and saying day" and they love the way you play and they remember little moments and things. So it was such a yeah, refreshing thing that I, I thought that there'd be a lot more negative people out there. We're a month
0: out And from those I speak to There's a level of impatience there's, there's a lot of people who just want to play now
1: Are you starting to feel that a Yeah, lot? we even had probably our second intra-club Against boys last week Against each other And there's an amount of frustration And little niggles here and there That we're probably getting over Probably hurting each other And, you know, playing against each other So um, really looking forward to this Thursday night um, Against Carlton Which should be great And I reckon there should be a little bit of a nice bumper crowd there mm. What will, how will you, what will your role be? Will you play? Yeah, I'll play. Um, I think limited um, minutes, but um, yeah, I'll just be lot into my normal role, half forward and then midfield as well. And there's a, a couple that I think everybody's looking forward to. So Joe is going to play. Yeah, yeah, Big Joe, he's finally back. So is that, that's exciting from the outside. Is it exciting that the, on the inside? It's exciting for me because I, I knew Joe as a 17-year-old who was yeah. at the AAS with me and I think my whole life I've seen him injured, and then the the year that he had a breakout year was just unbelievable. I think he only played 17 games and scored 60 odd goals, and um, it's good this year that we've seen him on the track a lot more. And he's some of the things he's done for a big guy. I've been a little bit blown away because he's just moving freely now and kicking a ball and. These little things, and I think he's more hungry than he's ever been with his footy because he's a pretty laid-back person, but as soon as he hits the track at the moment, it's, it's game on, which I like to see. Feels a bit ominous. Yeah, I, I can't. I really, as I said, I can't wait to see him playing the same side. We get um, big hooksy up and going, and, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing with our, our best group of players. And it, is it true Jake Stringer kicked seven in the intra club? Yeah, and he probably passed <laughs> off about five. Right. Like, yeah. He's, he's, he's like tackling a big fridge at the moment. I, I don't know if you've ever seen um, Jar Cullis, the old ex-cricketer. I, I saw him at the Giants one day, and that's what Jakey reminds me of. He's just such a big, powerful person. Um, and he's, he's actually done the most minutes out of everyone this preseason. Hasn't missed a session, so um, that's pretty good for, for the guy last year that got to the club and wasn't really running too, too greatly yeah. so freely. and um, Yeah, he's, he's looking good. So, if you had a wish for 2019, Devon, how
0: would you how would you frame up what you hope
1: for? Oh, I wish that and Fantasia played 20 games because that'd go a long way for us to play finals. Yep. It's funny how there's a certain player, yeah, yeah, you know. well, we're just we're a better team with um, him in the side, and if he can get his body right and. Um, Start learning when to train so hard, not to train so hard. It, uh, it'll help us out. Devon, it's great to have
0: a chat with you. and Congratulations on what was last year and the very best of luck for what's to come in 2019. Uh, it's a bit of fun, thank you.